0: Welcome to Humanly, the podcast searching for the truth about health and wellness. Here's your host, Daniel Reuters. Hi everyone, Daniel Reuters here from Humanly, hope you're going well. Today I'm joined by Vanessa Lagoon. Welcome Vanessa.
1: Hello, how are you today?
0: I'm going very well, thanks for coming along and um, giving some time to have a chat with me, I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you for having me on this show, so...
0: I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. So I heard about you from
1: an email that you sent me and I was
0: really grateful that you reached out and I think you're doing some interesting things that I want to learn more about. Uh, And that therapy I think is called uh, soul realignment therapy, which I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you got into this uh, after you spent many years in the field of exercise physiology um and i think you've done like a bachelor's degree in arts with a major in psychology so you've done a little bit of um, sort of mainstream health education and study and also practice So i know you practice as an exercise physiologist for many years and then you moved over into the um sort of more emotional and, and um, psychological aspects of, of health which i think are really important and i'd love to hear more about all of that Um, so did i get that right it's soul soul realignment therapy yeah so yeah
1: yeah, so i started out as an exercise physiologist which i got into probably my mid-20s um and i got into it because i love sport i actually did an undergrad in psychology psychophysiology um as a bachelor of applied science and i wanted i did that because i wanted to become a sports psychologist But then I came out of the degree and I thought, oh, I didn't really, I love the psychophysiology part of it, but I didn't really like the psychology part of it as much. It was just, I don't know, it just felt limiting for me. So anyway, I went and did a grad dip in exercise and sports science and that's when I became an exercise physiologist. Um, And I've always been a health freak. I've always been health conscious. You know, I've always been an out of the you know, outside the box thinker. Um, and so when I got into exercise physiology, I that was pretty, it's, it was a pretty much brand new profession when I started. Like it, it didn't even have an association when I first started.
0: What year was that? Oh, oh gosh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mid 2000s, I'd say, early 2000s. Right. Yeah, so um, my very first job out of uni wasn't even, I actually worked in a research department at a university for a couple of years in yeah, a right. field of science, nothing to do with what I studied. It was collo- right. colloid science. And I actually got offered to do a PhD growing certain mushrooms, you know, mm. like specialty mushrooms. And I just said, no. Nah. <laughs> And so anyway, I eventually got into exercise physiology about three years after I did my grad dip. And, and that was just pure purely by coincidence. Um, you know, the guy I did my work experience with needed someone to cover him while he was away on his honeymoon. And then that's, you know, how I got into it. And it just happened at a point where I was in between, you know, I just finished at, you know, the university that, you know, money ran out for the funding for my job and, It just came at a good time and I got into it. There wasn't really any jobs in exercise physiology at the time, um, but this guy got me into it. And I ended up in, I stumbled into corporate health as well because again, from a connection. um, So I ended up doing, you know, corporate health and clinical exercise physiology, you know, at a sports medicine center. So I was juggling between those two and, Basically, so with the corporate health, I I used to do seminars, you know, corporate health seminars, but I used to do health checks. So, you know, those 20 minute health checks where you get your blood pressure, you know, cholesterol, sugar done. And then I'd have a conversation with, you know, I reckon over the years I've done over 30,000 health checks, you know, over the course of, you know, health checks or some variation of a pre-employment medical or whatnot. Because, you know, there's different types of what they do. But also I did, um, you know, clinical exercise physiology and my target market or what I really loved was, um, well, working with athletes for a start, but also I had a lot of work cover um, clients. I call them clients, I don't call them patients. But because I worked at a sports medicine clinic, often the sports physician would refer you, you know, work cover people for you know exercise rehab Hmm. so but the thing is with exercise physiology or with the work cover by the time they got to me they'd already seen the physio chiro you know all these other different i was like the last and by the time they got to me they were pretty you know mentally they were exhausted Hmm. and so you know they almost needed a psychologist, I mean, some of them had, were seeing a psychologist as well, but it just wasn't going deep enough. And even working with athletes, I loved working with injured athletes. That was my zone of genius, getting a really injured athlete and getting them to recover quickly for whatever event. And what I got just over years of doing this stuff and also even in corporate health, having many conversations with many people of what they do for, you know, eating, exercise, whatnot and psychology and so it got to a point where I thought about studying hypnotherapy but also studying kinesiology you know muscle testing kinesiology Mm. to get into the subconscious you know because I was kind of around that time um probably in my late 20s looking into you know your Inner Seagulls, you know, Secret Language of the Body, Louise Hayes, you know, body-mind connection stuff. And I was actually using that in my clients. They'd tell me what they're, oh, yeah. you know, I knew them well enough to know a little bit about what was going on in their life, but they'd tell me an ailment they had, whether it was, you know, they had a cold or a sore knee or back, whatever, or more serious arthritis, things like that. And I'd have a look it up, you know, see what it meant and have conversations. And that's where I learned, wow, this is really powerful. And then obviously i do it on myself because I always (laughs) practice on myself. And I was already quite, um, you know, holistic minded by then. You know, during my undergrad, one of my best friends ended up studying naturopathy. And I actually had glandular fever um, in my early 20s. And I, you know, she referred me to a naturopath um, who happened to also be trained in chiropractic and she was into Reiki body work as well, which is energy healing. And, you know, within weeks I was bouncing out of bed. You know, I wasn't at the fitness level. Like I was still exo- getting exhausted very quickly because I was also rowing at the time. I was doing a lot, you know, I was doing kind of sub-elite um, sport. So, yeah, I'd hit a wall a lot quicker quicker than previous, right. and it took me a few years to get over that. But I was bouncing out of bed. I was taking the herbs, and I thought, wow, you know, it made dietary changes. Um, and, you know, just a combination of a lot of things. I was a lightweight rower, so it took me, um, you know, I was that borderline, so I could have been a heavyweight or lightweight, um, but I was too small to be. I wasn't strong enough to be a heavyweight rower, so I just made myself a lightweight. And, um, yeah, just learning things about, you know, wheat and gluten back then, that was 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And it just allowed me, because I was, you know, when I started out, I kind of, I did it the wrong way. I kind of starved myself to get the weight down, but that actually just ruined my metabolism. Um, It just made it really sluggish. Um, And it wasn't until I took a few years off rowing, they did triathlon and i realised, oh, okay, you can eat regularly and keep your metabolism firing and stuff. So, yeah, it all just kind of a lot of little things building and just experimenting with a lot of different things because you have the intuition about it, but, you know, because of science or what your profession says, sometimes you're a bit scared to, you know, see those lines. Yeah. But I did it in the privacy of my own, you know, Little world, I often didn't tell people, but it always worked. And so yeah, by the time I got, I was kind of um, I ended up leaving a few, quite a few things happened in my early 30s where I was kind of um leaving my sporting career. I was kind of not enjoying working with athletes as much. I was getting more aware of the mind-body connection, but I looked into doing those courses and I thought, I don't want to do another four years or two years of hypnotherapy and kinesiology and all of that sort of stuff. Um, And so what ended up happening is I ended up burning out because I was that person that just wore being busy like a badge of honour. I was up at 5am, had every minute accounted for until about 8.30 at night So that included, you know, at least a couple of hours of, you know, high intensity training plus going, you know, I was working, there was a stage I was working at four different sports medicine clinics, you know, doing the exercise physiology service, plus my corporate, plus I had a very active social life.
0: That'll burn you out. Huh? That'll burn you out.
1: Oh, and I burnt out. But the thing is, I didn't realise I burnt out until like two or three years later when I, you know, I just thought it was normal. You know, I was an athlete. I was used to feeling tired all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't really until I started doing my own healing that I got deeper into the quantum stuff and I started um, getting energy healing work because I was really sceptical about it. I'm thinking Reiki, just put hovering your hands over. I'd rather get a massage, you know, or get an adjustment or whatever. And it wasn't until I started doing these meditation classes Well, yeah, kind of a guided meditation healing class that I was invited to. And the girl that did it, she was, you know, only a few, she was around my age, maybe a bit younger actually. You know, she felt into my energy and she said, Oh, you feel really closed off. Are you exhausted at the moment? I said, Yes. So I did a session with her, you know, a private session. And I had what we call a healing crisis, (laughs) which means, it's, a, it's like a rapid detox. So you know how you have a rapid detox and you get sick? Mm. Same thing with energy healing. So I was just wiped out for about three days and I thought, wow, this is really powerful. Mm. And so then I started um, exploring it a bit further. I actually got trained in Reiki um, mm. because I wanted, because I was going to and feeling exhausted every time. I thought, you know, I need to be a better container for this energy. That was my logical thinking and it helped. And then that's where I got into emotional freedom technique, which is waking hypnosis. So I did get the hypnotherapy kind of thing happening anyway through my emotional freedom technique training. And because the lady that I did my training through was a hypno, you know, trained in hypnotherapy, she did this thing called quantum emotional freedom technique. And that's what introduced me to the idea of the quantum or the soul because um, even up to then I was pretty sceptical of, you know, what the soul really was. And so I experienced a weekend of that and, you know, that involved past life regressions and going into past lives and, you know, unresolved karma for that that's affecting you in this current life. And, you know, I considered myself highly analytic. So I thought I can't do a past life, I'm not going to see anything. I'm just going to sit there and, you know, hear her voice <laughs> rattle on and you know I dropped straight into it and saw very clear visions and you know we did two that weekend and you know and I was getting all skeptical, oh what if it's not accurate blah 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 blah. And she said, no, that's not important. It's the energetics of it. It's the general themes of it. How's it affecting you today? And I said, yes, I get it because what was happening in these lifetimes, is affecting me today, and so it helped me understand that and make different choices.
0: Okay. And is yeah. is that sort of the the basis of um, soul realignment therapy that you need to heal things that have happened in your past life that may be affecting you now? Like, can you give me a bit of a rundown of? Yeah. Exactly
1: so what is? yeah. So a few like years later, I came across this modality called soul realignment, and so basically. So with the um, past life regression stuff, I you know, I did a few from when I did that course to when I started the Soul Realignment course. And, you know, I, I was valuable, but it wasn't very specific. I, it just felt like a bit of hit and miss. Right. But I came across this course and I thought, oh, I'm going to give this a try. And so it's based on the idea that you have a soul blueprint that sits beyond your physical and mental realm. So it's kind of your what we loosely call your spiritual realm. And, you know, in our spiritual realm, there is no such thing as time. This is where things can get a bit mind bending. Um, so you can actually access, uh, you know, different parts of your soul's timeline since its moment of creation. So, since it's based on the premise that you were, you know, when you were created by the creator, divine, you know, God, or whatever term you want to use, you were created with very specific ingredients. Okay. So, the idea is if you express these ingredients through what you do in, you know, your physical life, you attract abundance because you're in resonance with how you're designed to operate. Right. But, If you have um, make choices that go against who you are, those ingredients, you just make life a little bit harder than it needs to be, okay? It's kind of like an apple tree trying to be a pear tree, okay? So the past life stuff and, you know, it happens present life as well, it's based on the idea that, um, you know, over the past thousands of years, we've lived very specific ways. You know, we have very specific ways to do mother, father, whatever your profession is, you know, daughter, son, partner. And, you know, women will have certain roles that they're expected to do. Men will have certain roles that they're expected to do, just based on societal norms. However, at soul level, not every person is designed to do those norms. So, you know, um, and it's just the way society has evolved. You know, first we had to figure out how to, you know, live on the earth without dying, perishing, how to live in the different environments and the varying conditions and different seasons. Then we had to kind of survive, figure out how to survive each other. And we have more choices available to us than ever before to express you know, who we are at soul level, or those vibrational ingredients. And so, and that's never been really available, in, you know, until the past 20 years and especially the last 10 with the boom of technology, you know, like most of us have been able to work at home for the last two years, which wasn't available 10 years ago, you know. Yeah, exactly. So we have so many choices available to us now to express who you are at soul level or who, you, you know, you were designed to be. However, we've got thousands of years of, you know, programming that we have to kind of decondition and that's where the past life stuff can be valuable.
0: Okay. And so walk me through if you had a client with a condition, how do you use this therapy therapy? to heal them like is it is it that there's like an emotional trauma or something that affects the their frequency in their brain and that frequency manifests as a physical condition and you come along with some techniques and um like interventions through the soul realignment therapy to deal with that trauma and it's reversing disease that way Um, how how does it all sort of work if you had to treat a, a real life client with it?
1: Yes, so a person will come in and I'll have an intention and if it's a health intention, it could be, you know, whatever. And I'll give you an, a real-life example in a moment. Um, and, you know, it really depends who they are at soul level for, for a start because all the- Sorry,
0: sorry. I, I actually think I should probably ask another question before that because yes. to lead into that, I think... Um, so my next question is... How do you see disease developing in the body? Um, because obviously, if you're going to be trying to deal with it on that sort of emotional, karmic, spiritual level, um, you have to sort of view disease and, and how it actually develops in people very differently to it being like a structural problem or a nutritional problem or something like that. So, how do you see disease manifesting from your sort of perspective?
1: I see it as all three. So the physical, the third, I'll just talk dimensions for a moment because we're kind of heading, as far as healing goes, we're heading into multi-dimensional healing, okay? So, you know, the third dimensional level is our physical level, which is what, you know, doctors, physios or, you know, that's, you know, any professional that deals directly with addressing physical ailments deals with that level. And, you know, a lot of them kind of deal with the mental level, the emotional level anyway, some of them. Um, And then you've got the mental level, which, you know, your counsellors, psychologists, you know, address. And then um, that's at the fourth dimension. And then the fifth dimension and beyond is kind of the spiritual aspect. Now, they all work together. They all must work together. It's not just one or the other. And, you know, having the experience in, you know, the Western medicine, you know, has me really appreciate that that holistic kind of view. And so, you know, you're doing stuff that's not aligned to who you are at soul level or you have poor boundaries or you do things a certain way that's not really you. Over time, um, you know, that's at the spiritual level. Over time, obviously, that affects your mental level. And then... It affects your physical level because working with the soul blueprint and your soul vibration, you know, your soul vibrational qualities to access them, you're actually accessing your vital force energy. But if you're not doing things in your day to day life that is aligned with that, it actually blocks or restricts that access to vital force energy. So over time, you just become depleted, and that's when it turns into disease. And so that's why, you know, often, I mean, I used to say this in work cover, but a lot of people will start getting ailments around, you know, 40 or 45, especially if they've done exactly the same thing for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years. It, 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 you know, I know there's genetics um, and this all ties into it, but if you've done the same thing, that, you know misaligned for 30 to 40 years and it's just a low level energy drain over time that's going to manifest into disease so that's kind of the basics of how it works from the perspective that i've taken on in recent times and okay. so once um, you know and that's why also i found that the more people become more conscious of you know who they are at soul level or whatever Physical disease makes less sense to the Western medicine because people are getting these conditions that on paper they shouldn't have, you know, especially the healthier people. Um, But it's just that lack of vital force energy from being out of alignment with, you know, your unique soul vibrational qualities over a long time that you know, manifesting to disease eventually. And, you know, you can do anything. You can do all the things at the physical level or mental level. And, you know, you might prolong that. But at the spiritual level, if you're still misaligned, it's just going to, you know, keep coming back because you keep doing the same thing. Um, Yes. So that's the premise that it kind of works on.
0: Right. So if we're doing things that aren't aligned with our spirit, soul uh life force we it's like i'm kind of imagining it being like uh you want to listen to a certain radio station and the radio station's 101.1 fm and you're on 101.2 or 101.3 it's sort of just out of the the right frequency or the right alignment and that manifests as as a physical type of condition is that Sort of yeah, like absolutely. I mean, you're
1: not you're not congruent. So it's all yeah. about that congruency. So, for example, my um, you know, my soul vibrational qualities are independence, freedom, and uh, limitlessness. Right. So, you know, all my actions that I do day to day reflect those three qualities. However, it hasn't always been that way. So, one of the things that when I had my um, kind of burnout um I was a bit of a people pleaser so I had poor boundaries and that's why I got exhausted all the time I, I just kept saying yes to everyone and I was that person and one of the qualities or characteristics of my you know soul vibrational qualities is I am very efficient at what I do and I get done things done in half the time than a lot of people so I'd find myself doing you know especially if I was working in the clinic or in corporate health I'd be doing one-and-a-half-person's job because I was just sufficient. Mm. So, and, you know, and t- coupled with saying yes to everyone, I just got exhausted. And so, you know, it's just one of those things that I had to really scale that back and, you know, um, and really change the way I did work because I also had the mentality of volume equals value which is not always the case like you know we've been drummed in hard work and hustle because I've always worked for myself I've always you know I've never had a nine to five contract you know job um I've always you know been worked for myself had my own business or you know and so I've really had to re-evaluate all of that because I was just giving away all my time and having this whole volume over the value thing, thinking, oh, you know, I'm not doing enough, I've got to give more, give more. So I had that martyred healer type thing going on as well. So the biggest thing I've learned from all that is I had to set some tough boundaries and be more confrontational with people, which was really confronting for me in the beginning because I didn't like confrontation and I didn't like upsetting people. And so, you know, and I lost friends along the way and, you know, um, all of that sort of stuff. Mm. But it made me a better practitioner over time because, you know, people came to me because they got a, you know, they got a more direct, you know, approach from me. Mm. And so that just kind of evolved. And now I've restructured the way I do work in a way that I do have a lot of freedom independence and you know the fact that I'm doing this work is pretty <laughs> limitlessness you know so it's quite innovative and so that's kind of how you have to work with it but you know I've always dealt up until probably 10 years ago I dealt with ongoing fatigue issues gut issues all the time um, and that's all but gone now sometimes they flare up but I don't have those problems. And I had those problems even being super healthy, you know, mm. living a clean diet. You know, I was doing paleo and gluten free before it was a thing, you know, before I had a label to it. Um, so, yeah, it's really, it's really changed <laughs> how I've lived life now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I do think that we overlook these aspects when it comes to health and healing because you can do all the like the physical stuff and eat the best diet and do all the exercise and get all the physical therapy but quite often that doesn't deal with the problem and um now i'm speaking to you about sort of healing with energy and frequency and emotions and that kind of thing and i'm also talking to a few other people who are doing this as well and they're sort of saying that um all disease is caused by a change in our perception, in our frequency, and in our emotions. Um, a, a tr- an emotional trauma manifesting as a physical disease. So you get like a stomach issue, and now it's like, oh, okay, I've got to change eating, change the way I'm eating, eat all the right foods, do all the right things, take the right herbs, and whatever. And the problems may be manageable, but that never really goes away until you actually go and do this other spiritual, emotional healing and the problem resolves. So it seems like people are chasing sometimes the the wrong cause of the issue. Um, So how do you think, like, do you think that all disease would be caused by like an emotional issue or do you think that or emotional trauma or do you think that there's sort of other causes of disease or how do you see that all fitting together?
1: I just see it as a misalignment so um, you know in my work you only make two types of choices one that's aligned with who you're at soul level and one that's not aligned okay. so but the thing is the way we've lived for so many years uh you know it's going to take generations before people really kick into this because this is new and innovative hmm. i mean even I mean, I studied a emotional freedom technique back in, I think, 2012, 2013, and, you know, I think that's considered a mainstream modality now, which is great, but that, when I studied, that sort of, I think that came about in the 1980s, from memory, that's very from,
0: important.
1: Yeah, from a guy who was an engineer, you know, and that's the thing, um, a lot of these modalities have been seen as fluffy, but We've been lucky that, you know, people like engineers, like I've actually come across a lot of engineers in, you know, energy healing work because they're very practical, very logical. Um, And so it's all about, you know, yes, it might seem fluffy. I mean, this work to me is very obvious, but that's because I've done a lot of work studying it and observing it the results in clients and people Um, but that's how innovation occurs you have to have it as a theory but then you need to ground it so you you set definitions of what it all means try it out and then it evolves that's how it all works and there's are a lot of there's an explosion of energy healing modalities that have come out in the last 10 years alone. Like when I first started getting into Reiki was pretty much it, <laughs> you know, I mean, apart from a few others, but, um, and you know, in the work, the soul realignment work I do, you know, we access the soul blueprint, but we have a lot of definitions similar to what Western medicine doctors have for all the different ailments. But we just have it as a, at an energetic level. So we pluck out, the person comes in, they say, you know, I've got arthritis, I'll pluck it all out. And, you know, we see how that's reflected out in their day-to-day life. Um, and then, you know, make changes at the day-to-day life. So this is the other important thing with this type of work. All levels of our dimensionality have to be congruent. So you can have a healing But if you have, you know, if you're a person that's got poor boundaries and then you get all this healing work and then you go back to, you know, someone bossing you around, that's, you know, you're going to have the same healing, you're going to have the same condition, you know, a couple of months later and you're going to be dealing with the same thing. You still have to go back and have those conversations with people or, you know, transform or eliminate those situations that are, you know, causing the disruption or the misalignment to who you are. And so it has to be done at the physical level as well. And then obviously, you know, for, I don't know, obviously you go to the doctor or, you know, a physician to monitor the physical symptoms of what you have as well. So it's, it's every level. It's not just one or the other. It's all meant to work together.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned that if you're not in alignment with your soul blueprint, so how do you actually work out what your soul blueprint is? What's the process?
1: Yeah, so, well, in my work, I I have a a program um, that, you know, it's a seven-week program and it's all designed around your soul blueprint profile or your soul vibrational qualities. So basically, someone enrolls in that, I give them a report and the seven weeks is all about how to use that, okay, so how to work with it. And a lot of it um, is quite new, so it's a really new way. I mean, it is a kind of a form of spirituality. I don't like to use that term because there's kind of distortions around it, but it's really doing spirituality and transformation and personal development in a very mind, body and soul way. So, you know, the third dimensional physical, fourth dimensional mental and the soul, which is the fifth dimensional and beyond. Um, Whereas, you know, personal development usually just deals with the body, you know, at the mental level and the physical level. And the spiritual stuff usually just deals with, the soul level and the mental, maybe emotional level, but not all three. So it's really taking these abstract concepts but applying it to your day-to-day because there's this misconception that you have to be kind of um, like, you know, to be quantum or spiritual, see beyond. You have to be, you know, a psychic or, you know, highly intuitive. But most people... Are hot, you know, everyone has intuition, everyone has extrasensory skills. It's just that we're just taught to ignore them, you know. <laughs> and so it's just really tuning into that. And I see that, um, you know, you know how you have all your different types of doctors, you know, you have your sports physicians, gynecologists, you know, etc. Extrasensory gifts are similar. So, you know, you obviously have your clairvoyant, clairaudient, but then you have people that are more, you know, visionary people, Um, you know, logic. Logic's not considered spiritual, but logic's very spiritual. Um, You know, mediumship. So you have a whole plethora of that as well. And that will only expand as more and more people start tapping into it and practicing it. But it's really a lot of people are very already highly intuitive, but we're just told to over-rely on our mental realm mm. and, you know, science and, you know, a lot of people feel bound by science and I was one of those. So, yeah, it's it's just having the courage to, and everything's experimentation anyway. You don't have to wait for science to catch up. You're doing science every day with your clients or with yourself practicing all this sort of stuff, you mm. know, every day you're collecting data every single day. And exactly. so, you know, I've got 30,000 health checks under my belt where I've collected data from corporate health. You know what I mean? And mm. it seems meanless, you know, meaning, you know, meanless at the time, mm. but you're actually, that's, that's valuable. That's very valuable.
0: Mm. You know? Absolutely.
1: And so you never underestimate the power of your results. If something doesn't work, Then it doesn't work. But if it
0: works, it's like, okay. Yeah, you want to recreate those results with other people too. Yeah. So once you sort of identify what your alignment is or what the, um, how to tune into that frequency of your soul blueprint, are these like, is it more of a thought thing? Is it um, a belief? thing is it a physical thing like how do you stay aligned what's what's the goal there or what's the sort of um intervention there is this a thought process is this is it like positive reinforcement is it
1: Yeah, changing, so hanging
0: around like what's the how do you actually achieve that
1: so everything is based on intention so what do you want to create in six months? You know, it could be an income goal. Like if you have a business, you want to get your business to a certain income. So then you've got to look at your soul vibrational qualities and go, okay, well, how do I use that to create that? Who do I have to become using these soul vibrational qualities to create the income? And so, or, you know, that fulfillment I want. Oh, I'll just give you a classic example. So I've had a few doctors come through as, private clients, Um, and, you know, and they're very heart-centred doctors, so they hold sacred space for their clients, like that's who they are at soul level, but, you know, a lot of consultations go for 10, 15 minutes, so they feel rushed and then they don't enjoy their work. Yeah. And so them, by having longer consultations or finding a clinic that's not trying to pump through (laughs) you know, client, you know, patients or clients, you know, some of them have had to readjust how they do their work. So they do spend longer with their clients or patients because they enjoy that, you know, one-on-one rapport and building because that's how they're designed to, you know, experience themselves most abundantly. And by doing that, their clients get more out of it than seeing them for 10 minutes and coming back for another 10 minutes. A week later, yeah. so that's just um, just one aspect of how it can work. So it's just right. really restructuring how you want to experience yourself and express your gifts most abundantly, and allow those people to come to you. Because especially in the service industry, any service industry, not just the health, you know, hairdressing, you know, hospitality, it's always you got to serve the clients, you got to serve the clients, but. Yeah you're the one you're the and this is what we're heading into with you know the evolution of independent sovereignty which is really just becoming more of yourself is people come to you because of you they're not coming to you because of your modality because you're you know and a lot of health practitioners in particular hide behind their modality I was one of them (laughs) you know like I do this because that's how I was brought up these are my degrees this is You know, instead of just saying I help people unlock their quantum potential and, you know, people just come that way now, but, you know, it's like I'm an exercise physiologist and, you know, people say, oh, well, what do you do in that? And I'd go on this long reel of what I did and they'd be asleep, you know, five minutes later. (laughs) So it's really if you're shining, if you're stepping into your true sovereignty, you're gonna attract your exact tribe. Obviously, you've got to tweak how you do that, but it's um, you know, you 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 attract your ideal clients, and they get the benefit because you're being authentically you and independent, independently sovereign, and expressing your gifts, and they get that in, you know benefit. But if you're just seeing, you know, you're in, a, say, you're a doctor in a clinic or a physio, and you're just seeing. I mean, I know a lot of clinicians do have a bit of an, you know, an expertise, but it just, um, if you're, you know, adjusting yourself to serve everyone around you, neither party is going to benefit from it. You know what I mean? Not, you know, not fully. So, but as far as, you know, alignment, it's all based on intention, what you want to create. You make the adjustments once you achieve that then you go to the next intention. It might be another income goal or it might be something else in another aspect of your life. So it's always changing depending on what you're trying to create because, you know, our soul is really here to experience, you know, creation. That's all it's here to do and the soul is actually designed for change all the time, whereas we're conditioned that, you know, create stability and then you stay like that for the rest of your life. That's not how we're designed to, you know, thrive. Hmm. We're always, you know, doing different experiences. And, you know, even if you were to do a speech on a stage, for example, you know, if I was only doing a a talk in front of 100 people on, you know, on a live stage, I'm going to be a little bit nervous. But if I was to do it in front of 10,000 people, I would probably faint before I got on stage. So I'd start, you know, I'd work up my way up to about 10,000 people. So that's the premise. So you work on your kind of bandwidth of what you want to create. Once you create that, you you know, you up-level that. So it's just everyone's different of what that looks like and that's the basic premise of it.
0: Okay. And if, say, someone came to see you with a health condition, for example, how long does it, and I know I probably have an idea of what you're going to say for the answer, but how long does it take for someone to start seeing results? Is this a thing that happens immediately or do you need to um, sort of have this intention for a period of time before you start to see changes? What What have you seen with the clients that you've treated? How's it? How quickly is it working or how slowly is it working?
1: Well, with any type of energy healing or, you know, um energy psychology or quantum healing as i also call it you'll get an immediate effect like you'll feel better straight away you might get the healing the detox effect Mm -hmm. yes because i mean you're releasing you know from your cells and You know, you do need to, you know, drink lots of water, all of that sort of stuff. So you may, you know, depending on the up level, you might even get a healing crisis where you're wiped out for a week, you get a full-blown cold or whatnot, the full-blown detox effect. So, yeah, the more kind of karmic patterns or distortions you release, the more likely that is. It's kind of like when you do a detox from alcohol or something, you know. It's more extreme the first few days. Um, so you, you'll immediately feel better because that's moving energy straight away.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it really depends what you do after that. So you'll feel better straight away maybe for the next few days apart from the detox effect. But if you go back and do the same thing, you know, you're going to creep back. Right. So but if you go out there and make changes, you know, you might have conversations with your partner, you know, you might have a romantic relationships or you know, if you're doing someone else's job at their work or someone's handballing their work to you, you know, if you address those or you might even leave your job if that's not what you want, that's where it, maintain, you know, that it's maintained and if you replace those misaligned actions with aligned actions, that's when you might feel that extra energy because you're getting a rush of more vital force energy and that's when, you know, it can actually be quite quick, but it really depends. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on, you know, your intent, um, how many, you know, what's being released. So you might just release not much and you'll feel a bit better and you'll feel fine and make some small changes and good, but you might've had a big intention and have a massive release. And, you know, you might have the detox effect for the next few days. Then you go out and address everything that Was spoken of in that session or that you saw that needed addressing and quite often most people know anyway what they need to address they just need to hear it from someone else
0: Mm, exactly
1: and the funny thing is most people the biggest probably the biggest feedback i get from my work and i've geared my work my marketing in a certain way that attracts a certain type of people most people are actually already kind of aligned with the you know what they who they are at soul level mm. it's just that they're in this inner conflict with themselves because it's not how they're taught or how they were brought up or what their profession said to do so often it's quite a relief you know it's like oh yes I've always thought that but you know you know I get that a lot it's like yes I always knew that but I did it this way because that's what were taught to do that's how I was brought up or that's what my religion said or my modality said or you know Mm. so yeah it can be quite instant but um I will give you an example so I have had uh a few autism um children come through not for a few years but when I first started doing it Mm. because I was interested in that type of work yeah and so I was just curious and I knew a You know, a parent with a couple of kids with autism, and Mm. you know, uh, (laughs) I just had the session with the parent. You know, the kids were kids, so I didn't need to because because it's energetic. Because there's no time at the fifth dimensional level or above. It doesn't matter. The child doesn't have to be there. You know, and that's how energy healing works. It it doesn't act. You don't have to actually be in physical presence because the way I connect with the soul blueprint, there's no time at that. Dimension. So, you know, we had the session and what I found consistent in autism is kind of the heavy hitting karmic patterns. So I said earlier that we have definitions for the different kind of karmic patterns akin to what medical practitioners have at, you know, the physical level. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some... Um, conditions that are like a gray. So it's just, you know, nothing serious. But if you leave it, it festers. Then you've got the more serious ones that, you know, like arthritis. Hmm. But then you've got the extreme ones like a heart attack or an amputation. So, you know, at the physical level. But we have those similar definitions at the quantum or the soul blueprint level. And what I found in autism, well, consistent, you know, I've probably seen maybe a dozen Um, people with autism or on the spectrum, they had the more heavy-hitting karmic patterns, okay? okay? So once that was cleared at the blueprint level, so I had uh, the mother that I did her two children initially, her family thought she drugged her children because they were really calm. (laughs) And, in fact, one started talking, um, you know, not long after. And, yeah, and you know sometimes it doesn't happen straight away. It might take a few weeks because you know it's all integrating, and you know <laughs> kids are small, you know, they're just kind of trying to cope with the the detox effect. <laughs> are they you know sleeping a lot? Um, and then, you know, the main thing was the karma behavior and talking when they either hardly talked or never talked. <laughs> so and that's just after one session and yeah yeah and so because those parents like those parents are quite you know outside the box thinkers you know to be coming to see me anyway so they just maintained it through what they learned who their kids are at soul level and just made sure that they nurtured those qualities so Mm -hmm. you know that's probably the best example that you can give
0: yeah so with what can happen with that outcome then, um, you got a really remarkable result with one sort of therapy session. So how often would they need to come back for more therapy sessions? Um, is this like a course of um, treatments that would go for, say, three months or is it like you just do one session? Now we've worked out what some of those things are that you need to do to align yourself and you go away and then maybe in six months' time you need another session. Like, How does that sort of yeah
1: so back then like a lot of them were pretty happy with that so not all of them came back repeatedly but the ones that did it was just more the behavioral adjustments that were happening at school um you know talk you know talking about options at school because a lot of them the school system doesn't actually suit their intellect or their the way they learn so um You know, and homeschooling was an option or you know, sending them to a special specialist school where, you know, other ways of learning other than the, you know, rote, you know, the way it's been for, you know, (laughs) decades. So the more, you know, just different ways of learning to really develop, you know, their in, you know, their gift. Because not all of us are designed for the traditional school system. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, some of them did, some of them didn't because it just, they either couldn't afford to go to a special school or it just wasn't practical. So, you know, they just managed it the best they could.
0: Right. Yeah. And if they were to stop that intention and doing those practices and just living their life in alignment with their soul blueprint. Does the problem come back? If you get rid of it, can it come back if you revert?
1: Well, the idea is you, you, you know, you make your behavioural changes at the physical level. Yep. Um, so, and most of it, you know, they get the effect and they just, well, it's just kind of like um, when you, you know, lose weight, you change your diet, you, you plateau out, and then you change your diet again, you plateau out at a weight. Right. Obviously, if you eat a lot, you can put on weight, but, most of them don't because it works why would they revert back and you know when you're getting rid of um oh well, you know when you anyone that's uh, you know low fat foods for example low fat yogurt like i used to do, when i was all that lightweight roller back then you know back when i first started i used to have low fat everything before i realized it was not good for you and so it's kind of like once you detox and not eat that and you go to the full fat greek potted yogurt and you eat that low-fat yogurt it tastes plastic in your mouth so wow. it's kind of that same thing if you're you've made the behavioral change and you know adjusted to it
0: hmm.
1: you're going to go back to the old stuff you're going to feel it straight away you know 100%. so it's just self-correcting really that's cool yeah
0: yeah it sounds it sounds really interesting um just wary of the time <laughs> Cause I don't want to, I don't want to, it goes, the hour goes by so quickly. Uh, so where do people learn more about the services that you offer and where can they learn more about the um, the modality as a whole? Say there's practitioners out there that want to learn more or say there's clients out there that want to get in contact with you. Where can they get access to that information?
1: Yes. So they can go to my website. I've got two. So, they, if they want to contact me directly, they can go to vanessalagoon.com, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-L-O-U-G-O-O-N.com. If they wanted to check out my course to find out who they are at soul level and unlock their quantum potential, they go to my training website, which is purityconsciousnessmasteryhub.com, and, you know, that they can get information about that there.
0: Yeah, cool. And you've got an e-book as well, I think.
1: Oh, yes, yes. So I do have a book on Kobo um, and a print of it, which is only available in Australia via vanessalagoon.com. So that book is called Unspiritually Spiritual, Getting Real About the Great Awakening. So what that book's about, it's basically loosely based on my journey over the last 12 years. But it's really uh, calling out all the distortions of, you know, spirituality, the great awakening, which has become, you know, a bit of a catchphrase over the recent years, but also identifying distortions in all factions of society, how it's all linked in and how it's related to the last two years. So it really gives, you know, a good overview of everything that's happening now in the context of all factions of society. The best
0: and I could. <laughs> and um, it is in my reading list, and I will get around to actually getting through that book. Um,
1: and then actually, I go into more detail about the multi-dimensional layers as well. Right. And you know, I I you know beyond this conversation here, I actually do go into a lot more detail there. But I also go into the mental aspect um all other theories that are out there about different you know new age esoteric quantum theories um you know why we're experiencing the upheaval we have for the last couple of years from a mental perspective because you know i see the future like there is such a wonderful opportunity right now for the holistic you know health thing to boom right now because there's so many wonderful practitioners across western medicine eastern medicine energy medicine and the world needs it right now there's a lot of so you know i talk about all these distortions karmic healing but this is all we're going through a global psyche cleanse at the moment Mm. this is all going to come out come out for years and you know we all get to experience this together but instead of seeing it you know, as something to swat away or be ashamed of, it's just healing, and we hold space for each other and really respect each other's gifts to do so, you know, because we all have those unique soul vibrational qualities in different ways. You know, some people hold space for others, some people inspire others, some people are the truth, truth bomb people that just tell it how it is, some people are very rational. Like everyone's really unique and different and it's really starting to appreciate the diversity of what everyone can offer, you know, especially in health because, you know, there's so many gifted practitioners out there that have these amazing intuitive gifts beyond the gifts that they've already learnt and it's just really having the confidence to tap into that a lot more and, you know, seeing what happens.
0: I love your energy. It's great. <laughs> um, I was going to just say before we wrap up today, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't cover today? Is there anything that you're like, oh, I wish you asked me about that um, or anything that you wanted to, maybe some wise parting words that you wanted to leave us with before we wrap up?
1: Well, I, I kind of just said it. That's what I was trying to get it in there, the whole, with, like, you know, there's a lot of... The world's chaotic at the moment and there's a lot of uncertainty with people, you know, with what's going forward. So, you know, independent sovereignty and unity consciousness are the two themes that I hammer in that book, that e-book, because it's taking our personal power back Mm. because we're not designed to work, you know, 10 hours a day, spend two hours a day in a car, yeah. Barely have time for anyone else in our life. That's not, you know, volume isn't value. It's quality is value. And it's really owning that, having confidence in that. And, you know, experiment. don't be afraid to experiment. So, going back to, you know, the past life regressions I had, I was experimenting, but I was doing it privately. Like I'd tell a few people, but that's it. But now I just say it to everyone. And that's how you learn, you know, the value of your results is so important. And, you know, your intuition might tell you some things that might not be, you know, conventional to whatever you're trained in, whichever field, but just give it a go and just might work out, you know. And if you're already a professional, you know, um, clinician or any type of professional, you have a level of professionalism professionalism and responsibility, you know. So you already have that. <laughs> so you don't have to, and, you know, I'm assuming your audience is probably very compassionate, very motivated as well. Yeah. You already have it. So you don't have to be afraid of, you know, and you will get things wrong. Things sometimes won't work out, but you're a professional and you know how to, you know, deal with whatever, you know, s- stuff that might not work as well. So it's just having that trust to do so.
0: Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I, yes. I did think you finished rather well on the last point. I was like, oh, I'm just going to give you the opportunity anyway. <laughs> sometimes there are things that um like we stop the recording and we go, oh, I wish I would have said that. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, always no. give you always give you the opportunity. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you
1: for having me. me here.
0: It's been my pleasure. Uh, i will share the link to your website or both your websites in the yes. show notes and i'll encourage people to go and check out that work um, and obviously they can just like click on the contact information in your website if they want to get in contact with you directly
1: yes
0: yeah perfect um, yeah thank you i really appreciate it and yeah, I'm going to read your ebook over the next couple of weeks, and um, I'm sure I'll probably have some questions because I'm I'm personally quite interested in getting more aligned with spirituality and energy medicine and energy healing, emotional healing, and, and I think it's very important. So I'm really glad we've had you on and to learn a little bit more.
1: It's actually quite exciting as well. You know, it's a whole new world to explore mm. it's like an adventure and that you know if you see it that way it's really fun mm. yes yes there's healing and stuff and you can get caught up in it but it's the healing's actually just meant to support an intention so it's just you know getting into that life as a playground let's explore and see what happens
0: great outlook great perspective Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all that uh, information. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and speak with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, for sir. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. The ideas discussed on this podcast do not replace the advice of your primary healthcare professional. If you have any questions or comments, head on over to humanly.com forward slash podcast and join the discussion. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Until next time.